Life. Life. Hello and welcome to the Life After Now podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm a communication studies major at St. Kate's in St. Paul, Minnesota. This podcast is a place for young people like you to gather information about education and think about what it means for your life after now. You'll be able to connect with inspirational guests who have firsthand experience and expertise surrounding education in Minnesota. So today I want to introduce Teresa Lugo. Teresa is a high school community bilingual navigator at Austin Aspires, and she's here to talk a little bit more about the challenges facing Latinx students and Latinx boys in particular. Teresa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for letting me be part of your podcast. Awesome. So before we start, uh, we have a fun little icebreaker to get to know you a little bit more. And if you could share some advice to high school, to high school you, or maybe words of affirmation, words of wisdom, um, what would you say? I would tell myself, push yourself forward. Do not give up. Do not let anybody misguide you or take you off your path. But yet then again, those misleads the path will make you stronger. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So moving on to your experience as a student, um, let's talk about your transition from high school uh, into college. And I know that you took some time off in between. What were some of the messages that you heard about taking time off from either your family, your educators, or um, society at large? And what was your actual experience like? Were they similar or was it different? Um, yes, they kept telling me that, you know, it was going to be hard once you took some time off and that it was not going to be doable. But honestly, yes, it was hard because then I had my children, but it was doable. It's a little bit stressful because you have to manage home, school, kids, but it's all worth it at the end, though. Mm-hmm. That's a really positive takeaway. Um, and that's a really good insight into your high school college experience. So now that we have some insight into, you know, your high school college experiences, let's, let's move on to your career, what you're doing right now, uh, with Austin Aspires. Can you talk about the, the role that you have there as a community navigator and what that's been like? Yes. Austin Aspires is a nonprofit organization and they've been in the Austin community for seven years. But up until two years ago, they created my role as a high school bilingual community navigator. And that was based on the data they had of the Latinx graduation percentage. And that was at a 33 percent compared to the other peers. And even with the Latinx girls, they were at 83 percent. So they were wondering why was the Latinx boys Um, high school graduation rate so low. And that's how I became on board. And then we also have another navigator at Ellis, which is like a middle school. So they wanted to start a little bit younger than high school to kind of guide them through that experience and, you know, removing barriers for them to be able to graduate on time. And if not, at least, like I said, remove the barriers so they can get to graduation and post-secondary. Yeah. So aside from the statistics and um, some of those numbers, what kind of got you personally interested or invested in the work that you do? And why do you feel so passionate helping young Latinx boys achieve uh, the, this goal of graduating high school and moving on to post-secondary? Yeah, because um, I myself was 
once a high school dropout and I graduated a year later. And I mean, I wish I would have had the support that the students have now because then I would have had somebody rooting for me, although I had my mom rooting for me. But in the Latinx community, you know, if you don't want to go to school, then your other option is work. I wish I would have had somebody to help me break that cycle. And that's what got me really passionate about doing this work, because I know it's harder once you drop out of school and then go back, because obviously you get into like the workforce and you're making your money and it's like, oh, I like the money. Well, well, it's just school. But honestly, graduating high school and then going to college is a lot better for your future and a better career wise. So just based on your own experience as a bilingual community navigator with high school students, what are some of the ways that you see these graduation rates reflecting in the young men that you that you help support? A lot of them, you know, are into like the new hip, cool thing. You know, they see their friends having, you know, the new Jordans, the new iPhone, you know, and they're like, well, my parents can't afford it. So I am just going to, you know, drop out of school and go into work and be able to provide for myself. And that's Mm -hmm. been like a big thing, you know, for these Latinx boys that are rate of graduation is so low because they want to jump in into the workforce right away and earn their own money so they can keep up with society with all the new things that are coming up. Yeah, you know, and as you're mentioning teen parenting, Uh, as being a factor that affects students, what are some of the unique challenges that student parents face? And I guess if you have advice to current student parents um, who who are thinking about their futures, what what would you say? Yeah, definitely what I've seen with the students that I've been working with that are teen parents is the person they were in the relationship with once, you know, they got pregnant, they're no longer together. So now they're facing difficulties with the co-parenting schedules, having the baby. And on top of that, they have to work. And not only that, but a lot of them at first were not getting support from the families. So it was a little bit harder for them. Mm-hmm. And not only that, on top of that, they have schoolwork. So a lot of them were on the verge of, I'm just going to drop out and focus on working and providing for my baby. But as they look into more of the future of their different options, they want to be able to provide more for their, their son or daughter. No matter what struggles you are going through, that's going to make you stronger. And don't think that you're alone because you are not alone. There's always going to be somebody that's willing to listen to you and be able to give you a hand. You just have to find that and always be willing to express yourself. It's not good to hold things back and think, like I said, you're on your own because you're not. And that gets into some of the mental health stuff that we focused on in this podcast earlier. And so how do you see that... um, like mental health as a as an important factor in the the work that you do or what do you think um high school students can be mindful of in supporting their themselves and also their peers in taking care of their mental health yeah definitely mental health is a really big thing like you said because if they don't have that support and don't have somebody they are thinking like negative things and they need just somebody to be able to support them and like I said some of these parents depending on what culture some of these parents think the worst of the situation instead of be able to rooting and that kind of just brings the mental health you know to a whole different level there's a lot of resources in the community where they can get that support 
So after your great advice to student parents, um, are there any words of wisdom that you have for um, other students in the Latinx community who who are facing challenges um, after a really a tough year in school? Yes. You know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So things might be seem dark right now, but there's always going to be the light. Every obstacle you go through, you're going to be able to overcome it. You just have to keep yourself positive and always look at the positive outcomes you're going to get out of whatever you are struggling with. And whatever you are struggling with, that's going to make you even stronger for you to keep pushing forward. You know, as you speak of positivity, I'm thinking about some of the positive impacts that your work has on on young boys that you work with. But I, I'm sure that it also has a positive impact on you. And so... Can you share a little bit about the most rewarding part of your job? Yes, seeing those um, Latinx boys crossing the stage and getting their diploma, that makes me very proud because once they thought they couldn't do it, but anything is possible in life as long as you put your mind to it. That makes me feel like a proud (laughs) step-parent. It's definitely a proud moment seeing them walk that stage. (laughs) Yeah, we've talked a lot on this podcast about celebrating little things and graduation is by no means a little thing it's definitely a big thing but um even aside from graduation like celebrate your teachers and 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 give gratitude or give thanks to them um i'm sure that that you don't get enough thanks so this is a thank you to you too as well so you're welcome is there anything else that you'd like to share about the austin aspires uh community or some of your values at austin aspires um, yes, I just got to say it's been amazing working with them. And not only that, but really building the relationship with the students and getting them where they need to be. And on top of that, uh, the community of Austin is a really great community because there's a lot of resources for these students. For one thing that I didn't mention earlier, but the Austin Hormel has a foundation scholarship, assurance scholarship for students. So they get a free two-year college degree. So I mean, Austin community is really good supporting students in their education. So as a a member of the BIPOC community, you know, share a little bit about why you value education so much and maybe some stories about the students that you work with and, and why you value supporting them in their education. Because I believe, you know, education is a very important asset of your life. Not that, you know, working at a job that doesn't get, you know, that you don't go to college for or get some type of degree is not going to be value. But I just think having that degree and especially education is going to get you a lot better prepared for your future and whatever you have in mind to accomplish. And I believe education is very important because with a lot of the students that I work with come from different countries. And honestly, high school is their first education experience. They go from six in the morning to five or you know, 7 p.m., whether it's in the fields or raising cattle from like when you come to the United States, there's a certain age that you can drop off. So a lot of them are, you know, younger than what that age requirement is. So they come here with no educational experience. And it's tough on those students because they have to not only learn English as a secondary language, but yet they also have to learn math, you know, which is right straight to algebra. And some of these students have none of that educational experience. So they're kind of like stuck. And some of them I've heard, you know, this is not for me. I'd rather just go work 
what then as we get into the conversation, you know, looking at their different outcomes of actually finishing high school and then moving on to post-secondary, it's like, okay, well, I see I, you know, will be beneficial to me. But a lot of them do turn their hopes down because, like I said, it's their first educational experience. And being myself from a secondary language, English is hard. So I understand these students. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for, you know, the bigger picture advice. And that's what this podcast is about, you know, looking into the future. So that, that brings us to our last question. And as you know, working with high school students now, there have been a multitude of challenges in, in the past year, and including distance learning and social injustices and political unrest, just to name a few. So considering all of this, and I know you're coming from a little bit of an outside of Minnesota perspective, but what do you hope Life After Now looks like for students, maybe in Minnesota, but just in general in this country? Equality. For everybody to feel welcome, no matter where you stand in educational or your background ethnicity, it takes a whole village to complete one thing. You know, it's not just one person. It takes a whole village. And I really hope that everybody feels they are as equal as anybody else, no matter ethnicity or educational background. Just don't give up because no matter what, you know, you're going to pull through. Mm-hmm. And going back to the comment, like it takes a village. Yeah. Looking into the future. Don't just don't just bring yourself, you know, try and bring people that support you and uplift you head into the future with really positive, caring people. That's that's a really good takeaway. Again, thank you so much, Teresa, for for sharing a little bit about your story and your work with Austin Aspires and appreciate your time today. Thank you. It was nice being on here. I just want to give a quick shout out to our listeners. Thank you again for spending some time with us today. This podcast was brought to you by the Minnesota Office of Higher Education. Please dig into the resources we mentioned in this episode, which you can find in the show notes at our website, lifeafternowpodcast.mn.gov. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time, everyone, I'm Liz Balsoni. Stay well, stay hopeful, and stay ready because you all are the future.